Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowing.com. This week's interview is with a guy called Captain Matt, and it's all about worm farms. Captain Matt runs his own worm farm. He has about 3 million worms, makes worm castings, sells them, uses them in his garden, and knows a shitload about worms in general. So we thought we'd get him on the show, try and encourage some people to start their own worm farms. It's very easy to do, and it's rewarding as well, especially if you're an organic grower. You can use the worm castings to feature plants to amend your soil. You can even make compost tea out of it to improve the condition of your soil. So if you can, even if you're growing hydro, you can still make a worm farm. It's a great way to get rid of scrap food, even if you don't use it on your cannabis garden indoors, you can use it outdoors on plants. So get that fired up, start your own worm farm. And all the information in this episode will help you figure out how. If you wanna know more, you can head to Captain Matt's YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms, and you'll find him there. Or just search YouTube for Captain Matt's Worms you have to find all this information over there lots of great videos for you to check out uh, he's a real super cool guy man a nice friendly guy great to talk to and i hope you enjoy this interview uh, anyway let's do it here we go we'll speak to you after this hello captain how are you <laughs> i'm good man thank you very much for joining us i really appreciate you coming along hey, to come thank and chat you with for us. the opportunity this is awesome <laughs> we'll quickly introduce ourselves so you know who you're talking to i am mackie from the uk i'm the guy with the mushroom avatar you know and because uh of things we do one of the hobbies which we all do here we hide behind our avatars because we're not allowed to do it so we have to keep our faces hidden i'm sure you know which hobby that is wink face <laughs> of course <laughs> and, and then we have a uh, monkey do i say hi monkey hey how's it going captain Matt? hey monkey do yes sir i'm down I here in the southeast u.s I I was hoping you'd be here today. Okay. Well, why is that? I'm curious. Because I've never met Monkey Do before. Okay. Well, now you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we also have Bubble Hawk, who's from Down Under. Ah. Hey, good day, Captain Matt. How are you, mate? Hey. And, and your name again? Bubble Hawk. Bubble Hawk. Hey, fantastic. Yeah. yeah we all have the. We all have cool, fancy names. Over here. Really? I'm gonna, no. I'm gonna have to work on this Captain Matt stuff. I <laughs> like it myself. You know? Yeah, Captain Matt's cool, man. Because you also uh, have boats as well, right? You you yeah yeah. I don't we, know, you drive a boat. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, I do. We have we have a tour business on the Hudson River. Wow. And as a matter of fact, I got a call just as you were coming on, and I had to tell him go away. I'm happy on the line, you know. <laughs> oh shit, man! You, you should have just done your thing first. We would have waited around for you if you needed to. It's no problem. No, no. Here we are, man. It's Sweet. really exciting to be here. But do you want to quickly introduce yourselves to the listeners? Yeah. So um, they call me Captain Matt, and um, I, you know, I I'm a gardener. That is that's that's sort of like my big thing. I'm a retired guy, and I've been gardening for years and years. And I went at a certain point. I went from using chemical fertilizer to only organic food mm -hmm. or, or organic fertilizer. And, um, and the progression was simply this, is that I, I read about worms and about the advantages of worms and making your own fertilizer. And I was like, whoa, that really sounds great. And um, so uh, we start, I bought some worms and the thing just kind of went ballistic like so fast. Um, 
I'm not sure if I can handle it all. That's why uh, I have two sons that help me every now and then. And, and they, they tell, pat me on the back and say, dad, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so because you're worth um, I've been watching your YouTube channel for a while. Right? Cause I have a, well, not me really. It's the wife, but I help her along with doing things with the worm farm. But she has a pretty decent sized worm farm now. Like you, we just got nice. a, a sack of worms and it grew and grew and grew. And yeah. now it's getting pretty big. So we've been watching your channel for a while, and it's always good content. You're a really nice guy putting out good content. We've learned a lot from your stuff. So you know, I appreciate your channel, man. So thanks for doing all the work you do on that part of things as well. Yeah, Mackie, that is wonderful. You Sweet. know, kudos for your wife. That's like, wow, fantastic. So you, um, I mean, you did a video recently specifically about the breeding bins, but uh, yes. it wasn't that video. It was a video previously to that because you mentioned it in one of your previous videos as well. And we took advice from that, took notes and stuff. And she got some buckets, uh, got some manure, put some went, went through the big worm farm we have and and started picking out all the eggs and little worms and shit. <laughs> she put like uh, she counted 10 worms for each bucket. And then it's been about two months now. And she's huh? taken a hundred worms out of each bucket with loads of eggs. In the, and that, added it back to the big farm. Oh, that is wild. And, and that's what they do. You know, these worms, they eat and they breed and they produce worm poo. And that's the part mm -hmm. that we're excited about because it just, you know, it does, it does crazy things. I have a, 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 I'm a, I was a marijuana smoker years ago. I mean, cool. I probably weren't even born. I, I, smoked, <laughs> I smoked from age 16 to 28. So that gives me 12 years of, of um, smoking. And I used to grow my own even back in those days. Sweet. And, and you know, but um, I got to a certain point where I realized, you know, it was, in, it was messing with me socially. So I, I backed off on it. And mm. right now um, I'm looking at some gummies. But we'll cool. see. <laughs> cool. But have you not partaken in cannabis for a long time? You haven't touched anything at all? Yeah, I, I haven't for right. years and years. Yeah. And, and now uh, you're considering taking some gummies. Yeah, you know, I have one of those addictive personalities. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when so when I was smoking, I smoked every single day. I, there wasn't yeah. a day that I didn't smoke, you know? Mm -hmm. And and uh um so once I put it aside, um, and it really you know, it, it, cannabis deals with everybody differently and i was mm -hmm. it, it i i became very introverted yeah and i wanted to get out of that and that's why i stopped and so and when i did stop the my introversion seemed to go away and i became extroverted and then well what and so we I, I kind of, uh what we put like that, that down to usually is the fact that cannabis has been illegal for a long time and mm -hmm. you partaking in it forces you to be more inclusive because you're yeah. not allowed to express it to people Correct. No, I'm sure that's part of the deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe so, you'll have more fun now. But you know, just be careful with the edibles because they are very, very strong. Okay. Yeah, they, right. they creep up on you a little bit there. You mm -hmm. know. I, I have two brothers that use it regularly. Ah, good advice. They're going to kind of guide me through the thing. You know. Cool. Cool. But um, yeah. And so I, I we have plants in the backyard right now in five awesome. gallon buckets. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, these are my my son and my brother, and I have one plant that is so stinking big. It's only the thirteenth of of uh, June, mm -hmm. and it's I, I when I when I was smoking back in those days, I would have harvested that thing already. Of course, it, it hasn't. It didn't get to the place for harvest, but it's so big, and and the reason is, 
is that the worm poo is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Guys, I, I don't know if you know anything about gardening, but I, I, have, um, I have a massive garden. I have 15 raised beds. Nice. And in one of my, in one of my raised beds, uh, I have broccoli. And um, I have 24 broccoli plants. And a week ago, I had to go out and cut all the heads of broccoli because they would have sprouted. And mm-hmm. we're upstate New York. No one else has broccoli at this time of the year. Wow. But uh, worm poo gardeners do. And it's, it's, it's that amazing. It's that wonderful. So um, how long have you been doing this for then, Captain? Because you said that, uh, you bought worms and then it's grown from there. But how long, how long ago was it when you yeah, first started you know, that? You're, you're not going to believe this, but it, it's true. It, it's only been three years. Wow. You know, you're yeah. on two million worms now. Oh yeah, no, we're on three million. Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're Whoa, really, population. we're really, moving, we're really moving along. But you know, it, it's um, it's something that once I started realizing what was going on mm-hmm. and how how they're reproducing and um, and what I could do with it all. I have a I have a little business. I I sell to all the nurseries in the area. I bag it. Um, I, I produced uh, in my little. I had one bin last last year, one of those red bins you've seen in the background, maybe. Of, uh, are you saying they're little bins? Yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, but one bin produced five tons of casting for me. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's something, you know, part of my, my thinking, talk to you, talking to you guys and knowing who's listening, um, part of my thinking is like, I want to point it. I want to help everybody to understand mm-hmm. the simplicity of raising worms and what you can really get out of it if you put your heart to it a little bit. I agree. I agree. Casting is a lot of casting. Mm-hmm. I bag them into 10, 10 pound bags. I sell them at farmers markets. I sell them at all the nurseries in our area. We're very, very excited to, to have them. I had a friend who missed the farmers market. I was only there for a short period of time because of other obligations and, and called me and just gave me a $300 order. Like, boom, 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 boom. Here's what I want. Can you do it? Nice. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, so um, it, it's, it's, it's been a lot of, it, it's a lot of fun, but more than anything, I get to grow these outrageous vegetables and, um, and marijuana plants mm-hmm. in the backyard Um like I've never seen before. And I've been gardening since I was uh, 19. Wow. Yeah. So it's only taken you three years to get to that stage. Yep. So yeah. let's, let's start at the beginning. What's the whole process? Because there's going to be many listeners who are now like, hmm, yeah, maybe well, I should get a worm form up and running, which we would yeah. say definitely get a worm form up and running. It's, it's they're nice yeah. pets to have. They don't tell me which oh, work. You know? <laughs> they don't talk back. They don't mm-hmm. bite. They, they don't need to go for walks. Really? <laughs> There are any they, odor poo right, they poo right in their own bin. That's right. You don't even need to clean up their poo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so who, who when, else um, is smelling their, their, their pet's poo, you know? Well, that's a good point, actually. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it, a good point. It, you know, I got my, I, I bought my first uh, group of worms. I think I bought 5,000 worms at first. Mm-hmm. And I was using these, um, they're probably 24 by 24 milk crates. Uh, that hold four gallons of um, of milk, yeah. and um, I I I put plastic bags in them, 
and then fill them with compost. Um, mm -hmm. And compost is a big item for me. I've used it for years and years because of gardening. I mix compost and horse manure or compost and cow manure. So I always have a pile around. So when I got the worms, I, I started off like that and I started feeding them and listening to, you know, the different, I, I went on every channel I could find and uh, they started reproducing. I was like, whoa, I'm going to cut this bin in half. And I did a second bin. Mm. And then before long, um, my wife and I started talking, saying, you know, maybe we should buy a few more. These are this this is going somewhere. And so we bought some more. I think we bought I think we started off with 20,000 worms and um, uh, the, the bins. We outgrew the bins. And then I started listening to everybody. And some guys were using 50 gallon plastic barrels cut laterally. Wow. And that was like, whoa, that's good because I can see them a lot, a lot better. And um, so we went from bins to uh, 10 uh, uh, 50 gallon half barrels and started raising them there. And, and, and again, they just kept multiplying and multiplying. And watching a video, a guy was building a continuous flow bin like the ones I use. Sorry. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm a builder. I, I, I build. I, I, I spent 20 years making my living as a carpenter. And so I said, I could build that. And so we built the first one. And um, it was just amazing. And at that point, then I was like, well, we really have a lot of product here. We can start selling it. And so I started working on bagging and labels and um, trying to figure out where I'm going to sell it. And it ended up taking us to nurseries in the local area. And, um, and the farmer's market, uh, which has been great. And, and since then, word gets around. Uh, I had a, a, a marijuana grower come to me the other day and asked me for a ton. And I was just wow. about to bag the ton. And um, I was like, wow, this would be good. Let's move that ton on because I have other things to do. And so uh, we're set up in, in our garage where I can do ton bags and raise them with a, I have a, a hoist on a I-beam across the garage, and it's a heated garage, that's how I can grow all the, mm -hmm. the worms there. And he backed his truck in and uh, put down the, uh, um, we put down the, the we, we raised up the one ton bag, he backed up, we lowered it onto his truck and uh, he gave me a whole bunch of cash and off he went. Nice. <laughs> 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 and he said, he told me, he said, you know, we grew up because I had, I had marijuana growing in the, in the garage and took him out back and showed him things. And, and, uh, and he was a marijuana grower for himself and for, um, he was going to use it for his gardens. He, he lived in Vermont and he's one of these right. guys that's trying to live off the grid a little bit cool. or at least working towards it, you know? And so that was very, very exciting. And then I heard, you know, you guys were interested in talking. I was like, Oh my God goodness where's this gonna go <laughs> here, we are. here we are maggie yeah well, this is it we just always have a nice laid back friendly conversation we go wherever the conversation leads us so yeah. you, you you try and steer it in the right direction as you are the captain no yes, that's <laughs> i've had a few times i wasn't steering in the right direction I had to get towed off rocks but Ooh. um we're working <laughs> on it <laughs> I recommend to loads of people who listen to the show that, you know, if you have the space, you should definitely start a worm farm because it is really easy to do. And the results, the the, uh, the worm castings that you get from it 
are really yeah. good for the plants. It, 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 I don't know, but when you pick up the uh, the worm castings, it just have a, a different feeling to what yeah. soil does. You know, it just it's heavier. It's a lot heavier for one. Yeah, you can just you, tell that it's more nutrient dense. Yeah, and you just and you know it is. You know mm -hmm. because you know what you've been you've been raising in that, and and it's it's just you know when you have a whole bunch of worms in it, and and I know we're talking to people that have not started. A worm bins yet but you have to start somewhere but once you get to that place where there's so many worms it's like just to get to the soil i have to move the worms off the top and go down into the soil mm. you're right it it has that real sense of like wow this is this is something and then you when putting it in the garden makes all the difference in the world you know mm -hmm. and i make a lot of um i make tea also um i don't cool. know if you uh, mm -hmm. and say we take worm castings and we brew it. Uh, like I take a five gallon bucket and I'll put one gallon of worm castings at the bottom, fill it with a dechlorinated water because chlorine really mm -hmm. messes with the system. And then, um, and we oxygenate it and put in uh, molasses uh, just a little bit. And the mm -hmm. molasses is to feed the microbial activity in that bucket and yeah. we bubble it with oxygen for um 24 hours and then i take it around i water all my plants with it when i'm watering plants i'm watering it with poo and, mm -hmm. and some people are looking at me saying oh you'll burn your plants and i thought all right i'm gonna find out if i can burn a plant because i don't believe you can and so i have plants right now in 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 containers that i water every two or three days with worm poo and they are thriving not worm bad. poo cannot burn plants and that's a very big a very big thing for people to understand you can't you can't use too much you can use too little hmm. but you just can't use too much awesome man yeah yeah I mean, it, it is real nice stuff i mean <laughs> i don't get to use much of it because the missus like uh she likes to move it into another bin to create more worms and you know yeah yeah just multiply all the time because they they double in uh, if the conditions are right, they'll double in populations every three months ish. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. 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 So and you... I, we, we take, I have a plastic top over the bins. I take them off and the moisture as it mm -hmm. raises out of the bin, you know, it, it just gets caught by the plastic. But I turn that plastic over and that tells me the condition of my worms. And I have fat worms, I have baby worms, I have worms that came out of the cocoon that mm. day. They're so tiny, you can almost see through them. Um, wow. It just, it, it, it's just, it's really, really awesome. Yeah. Well, we got somebody in the chat here, John Finnegan, who said, sounds way too complicated to me. Wow, it's, it's really not. There's a channel out there called Captain Matt's Worms, which you can go and check out. It's actually linked right here in the description, and that will tell you everything you need to know about making your own worm farm. Yeah, but, I mean, and, you know, next week, next week we're going to do a video on we're, we're going to. I've been building uh, the wor the urban worm bin, and uh, urban worm bin is on online. I mean, if you get online, you look at worms, you're going to see the urban worm bin all over the place. Mm -hmm. And uh, Steve, who manufactured designed it and manufactured it um he and i got talking a little bit and i bought a bunch of them and i started selling them to people at the farmer's market be simply to show people how uncomplicated it really really is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so 
we've been building, it takes six months to build an urban worm bin to a place where it, it, it reaches maturity, where you can start taking castings out mm -hmm. on, a week, on a daily or a weekly basis, really a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have brought the uh, urban worm bin to that point. And so we're going to film it next week and show people how simple it is. Awesome. And a lot of the people that I've sold urban worm bins to um, are using only using scraps, you know, mm -hmm. uh, scraps from from the table and from mm -hmm. you know making salads, the the cutoffs and and that type of thing. And when it, it's interesting when I first started seriously saving every scrap, and when I say scraps, no meat, no fish, no cheese, no mm -hmm. dairy. Yeah. But, you know, but once I, I got serious about it, because I'm one of those guys, I'm always moving too fast and, um, you know, throw it in the garbage, move on. And I stopped and said, you can't do this. You, you are now you're you're a worm man. You're you're one of the worm people. And so I, I keep every little scrap that comes off, uh, yeah. uh, off our table or from cutting. We, we eat a lot of vegetables. We're, mm. we're not vegetarians. We're not vegan. But I, I think I only eat meat like once every three or four weeks. Wow. So, so all these scraps um, we have, and then we put them in the urban worm bin. And we've been building this thing and building it. And it, it is so awesome. That's um, how it started with us. That we started just little, because it started off just a small one, uh, say 60 centimeter by 60 centimeter worm bin it was. And we just feed it uh, scraps from of vegetables and fruits and things like that, but no citrus, you know, no onions, no, yep, no onion, like no that. garlic, no citrus. Yep. Yep. And then they got the doubled in population. We've had it for nearly a year, I suppose now. And it's doubled oh, yeah. in population, doubled in population. And, and now it's in, we have a big plastic 165 liter, like a container with a lid that goes on that. And that's where they all live now, apart from all the breeding buckets. And we have to go out and we buy food for them now. <laughs> we'll, we'll go out and get reduced vegetables. And then there's, you know, scraps from the house and our next door neighbor as well. We convince them. Like, if yeah. you've got any scraps, you know, we'll take them in, feed the worms. <laughs> and they're happy with that. Yeah, for sure. For it's, sure. It's shocking how quickly it grows, you know, and it is a nice hobby to have on the side. Yeah. And, and it's it, because of the simplicity of it. It is spreading. I, I, I can't tell you. I, I work at a marina. I was dock master down in, in Troy, New York. And um, uh, last year I was dock master. This year I'm just doing three days a week because I'm just too busy. And so boaters were coming in and, and one of them, we got chatting and somehow or another, um, I, oh, I told them I had a booth at the, at the um, um, Saturdays, the farmer's market on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, what, what were you selling? And I said, a homemade organic fertilizer. And they're like, oh. oh, because when you say worms to some people, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, immediately, you know? So I start <laughs> with the organic fertilizer thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, 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 how do you make it? And I say, well, I raise a lot of worms and uh, we collect the worm poo. And that's <laughs> about the best fertilizer, you know, you can find on the on the planet and sounds, little, sounds like a shitty job <laughs> some people tell me i'm full of shit sometimes <laughs> just covered in it you know <laughs> but it was interesting these are boaters they sold their home they live on their boat year round and i was like yeah yeah 
And all of a sudden she said, oh yeah, I've been reading about worms. I've been reading about worm casting. And we had a conversation that went on for 15, 20 minutes. Cool. Guys, because it, it is becoming such a thing for anybody that gardens. And, mm. uh, you know, in the right now, you know, I, I don't know how it is in the UK, but in the United States, we have, we are literally just have destroyed our soil with chemicals. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we, we have got to come up with some real new solutions. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, composting and worm composting is probably going to be the part of, part of that big solution uh, as time goes on. I have a buddy who, who mentored me a little bit in the beginning. And um, his name's Tom, and he's with Unco. It's a, and, and Tom went into work, got hooked up in, with worms about 30 years ago. Right now, he has a multi-million dollar business selling worm castings and he sells millions of tons a year now. Awesome. Has, I'm, t- I'm not joking. He has two major facilities. And now you're coming up there biting on his ankles. <laughs> Talk about being up to your ankles and shit. Um, but he he actually loads tractor trail not tractor train cars with with castings because they're going out to all the big companies that are mixing them with all sorts of other stuff and uh, getting the word out but you Mm. can't go any i i can't go anywhere today in the area that we live and if i ask do you have worm castings in the store everyone says yes everyone knows what we're talking about it's really cool. It's mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. wonderful. But I think that, that, that what I really wanted to drive home it, with everybody that's listening today is that you can do this. This is not complicated. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am a really simple guy. I, I'm, I'm dyslexic. Um, I learned to read when I was 28 years old. Um, uh, before that, I, had a, I, I actually could read, but my reading level was around second or third grade. And I just put my mind to it and decided I'm, I'm going to whoop this thing. And I started reading when I was uh, at, at age 28. I'm simple. I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm a hands-on type of guy. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not the scientist. There are plenty of scientists. I mean, I have a few people that I read every now and then that write about worms. But when I close their article, I don't even know what I read. because <laughs> You're just way over my head. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm, I'm practical. I'm like, does worm poo make your plants grow better? Good. Well, let's try it. And we tried it. And the more I use and the more I put in the garden, the bigger things get. And at a certain point, I, I really felt very comfortable saying that I don't believe there's a better fertilizer on the planet. Oh, just my God. Yeah. We just yeah. had Billy Bonds drop a joke there in chat. Are you ready for this? Is, is Wormcast like a podcast but for worms? Thank you, Billy. <laughs> And right there, Billy, you can never complain about one of my jokes again, mate. That's dire. (laughs) That's dire. (laughs) I heard it. I heard it. And I'm going to remember, too. (laughs) There were a couple of of serious questions, though, in the chat. Um, Mm -hmm. Firetop was asking, first of all, he said, what are what are castings? Are they a pill or they are soil? I've never seen them. So uh, I'll let Captain Matt explain exactly what he's talking about. Castings. Okay, good. I'm glad you asked that because. Um, sometimes I get so, I'm so familiar with it. I think everyone's familiar with it. Right. right. Castings is, is worm poo. Worms eat and they poo. 
And so castings are what they, what they excrete after they eat. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and it's not, they're not smelly. I mean, that's the first thing is people, people wonder, oh my God, that's awful. How can you put your, how can you touch that? It's poo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the reality is, is it, it smells as fresh as any good hearty soil. I, I hate to say, say uh, sound like a savage here, but it smells delicious. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I'm with you, man. It smells like the forest to me. Is yeah, I that's it. It's got that. And anybody who grows in soil, because we have lots of growers who listen to the yeah. show, obviously. Yeah. You yeah. know that that smell. When you smell soil and you're that like, that's sweet, some micro, good soil. Yeah. Earthy yeah. smell. That's, that's and, what and I that, describe it that as. That earthy smell, that that like floor of the, uh, of the mm. forest. You go out in the forest and you kick around some soil or you move the leaves aside and just mm-hmm. get down to all the, the rotted stuff. Man, that is that is an awesome, awesome um, aroma that yeah. fills my my head when I smell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good for you, man. So that, that's what castings are. Matter of fact, uh, maybe before the show's over, we'll tell you what we're going to do with uh, some worms coming up in. Uh, maybe we should. All right, <laughs> no, we've got plenty of time. It was as much time as okay. you have, so don't stress about anything. Yeah. All right. right. But um, continuing on the same question, though, Firetop says, well, how do you separate the castings from the rest of it? Is it obvious or is there something I'm missing? Right. It's really um, it's a great question. You have a really good sale for this as well, Captain. I just wanted to point that out. I've seen the way you do it and it's the top quality, man. Top quality. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's and and again, it's just my simplicity uh, is is forces me to go out and see what other people are doing successfully. Mm-hmm. And so we bumped into um, Harry from the Brockwood Shifter. And uh, so they there are worm worm poo um, is about three thirty seconds of an inch or smaller. and um, and that's just a fact. It, it, when they poo, it's not it's not like a liquid. It's more like a whole bunch of little baby pearls. Mm-hmm. And so when we go to separate the poo, um, we'll take a, a, a handful or a shovelful of it and put it on a sifter that has three different size grates. One is the 332nd grate. And then as it goes down further down the shifter, then, then we go have an one eighth inch grade. And then as it goes down further, the worms and anything left over ends up down in a bucket. Mm-hmm. But the poo is less than three thirty seconds of an inch. So as it's going across that grade, all the poo is falling down. And so we, and, and there's no, there's nothing, there's no such thing as 100% pure worm poo because mm-hmm. other things some of the compost i raised my worms in in leaf compost and i mix leaves leaves and wood chips and so some of that compost that may not have been ingested by a worm might get through but the reality is this is that when a worm drops its castings it is so loaded with microbial organisms um, that the microbials then are almost as important as the worms because they start reproducing and they start eating stuff also. 
And so it's a combination of worm poo, my, microbial uh, organisms, mm -hmm. enzymes and stuff. And when you go, when we go back, well, let me go down the shifter. So, so we drop the, the worm castings first, then the next, the- Well, you get the, uh, before you carry on with that, you get your, because Captain Matt has a big box. So how, how long is that red box you have, Captain? Right, they're, they're eight foot long by 30 inches wide by 24 inches high. Right, and this is filled up with soil and all your worms, it, it, right? It's filled up with, with um, compost, yeah. leaf compost, right? Mm -hmm. So, because the worms, the worms eat the leaf compost as much as they eat the food that we're going to feed them on top of that. But they they thrive on compost. As a matter mm -hmm, of fact, mm -hmm. you ever had a pile of leaves in the backyard in a corner mm -hmm. that made it through the winter, and you move it, you'll find worms in there because the worms are in. They love to eat um, leaf compost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And inside this uh, big box you have, they this is where you have two million worms. The last time I checked, but you have your three million in there now, dear. We're, we're estimated looking, approximately you know last time i counted <laughs> one by one you know <laughs> we're, we're just we're just kind of doing the math and playing with figures because you have no idea but when i look in when i look into these bins and i start digging in the bin i'm just like i can't mm -hmm. believe it. it's just it's phenomenal they 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 i i use red wigglers which is a popular uh worm for right. composting and they're, they're, they're top worms. And so they're eating, they're up top and they're eating away and we feed them. And I, I can talk about what we feed them in a minute. But um, then we also use uh, European night crawlers, which mm -hmm. is a worm that goes a little deeper. The night crawler will go down deep and eat anything that's left over. Mm -hmm. um, and so when, when I go and, and look in there, and see the number of worms, you know. And I did the math at a certain point. Point, it was like, I guess we got a, a million worms in this bin. You know? <laughs> now, if you, if you challenge me on it, and we have to count them. I might be wrong, <laughs> but, it, it, yeah. but I'll tell you something. If, if we're wrong, it's not too far off. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just, it's they're just they breed so fast. It's just so it's phenomenal. Yeah. And it's amazing to it put your hands in and feel these worms crawling through your fingers. Mm -hmm. It's outrageous. So the, at the bottom of this, this uh, wooden container you have, there's white pipes and the PVC pipes with uh, just small gaps in between. And then you use a rake uh, underneath the actual box because it's standing up in, in the air. It's not on the ground. It's on Correct. some legs as well. Then you scrape underneath it with a rake and that's where the worm castings fall from. And you, right. you can right. collect that, and that doesn't have many worms in then. It, it has some because yeah. worms just, you know, they get lost, I think, mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. So we do get worms coming down. And, um, and then when it goes time to sift everything, I can sift the worms back out and put them back in. Um, when I do it for my own self, I put them right in my garden because worms are very valuable in the garden also. Mm -hmm. So they continue the process of, of pooing. But we built it, the, the big red box is called a continuous um, moneymaker. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm having a, a senior moment, a continuous um, uh, flow, flow bin, a continuous flow bin. Mm -hmm. And um, so I build that 24 inches high, I build it um, three inches at a time. 
And so I'll start it off and I put cardboard down over those pipes because mm -hmm. the pipes are spaced about, I think we're spaced at an inch apart. And if we just put compost in, it would all fall through. Mm -hmm. So we put that, we put the, um, the cardboard down and then we start building. And I'll put three inches of, of, of um, compost in and then just a whole bunch of worms. And I'll start feeding them. Let them let them go through that compost and and uh, have a good time and poo all over the place. And then <laughs> you know, and then two weeks later, I'll put another three inches in and start feeding them. And so and I keep it moist uh, because there's no problem. You can't over uh, you can't use too much water on a continuous flow bin. That's mm. the term. That's the term I lost. I lost it on continuous flow bin. Mm -hmm. Because the moisture just works its way out. Eventually, it drips out. Cool. Uh -huh. And if you can keep that moist enough, uh, as you build three inches, three inches, three inches, the worms are pooing all the way through. You're raising it up again. They're pooing again. All of a sudden, you're at 24 inches, and uh, you have you have compost that has turned into worm worm poo. And these microorganisms and enzymes that are just a complete knockout. Mm -hmm. And then where the white, so as the moisture, as, as I continue to keep it moist, it builds a pad. The, the cardboard rots away and the worms eat at the cardboard too. They love cardboard for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've tried it a few times myself, but I never really got excited. <laughs> they love I understand it. what you mean. Yeah. 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 So they love it. They eat it up. And so the cardboard after, after about three months or so, the cardboard has literally started to fall apart, but the pad is there and it's a pad that now has so much moisture and pressure on it that it doesn't fall through in between the pipes. Mm -hmm. Now it only comes through when I scrape it. And then when I scrape it, like today I was scraping, I probably pulled out 10 gallons um, in, in three minutes. And, uh, and then I'll leave it watered again uh, sometime this week. And the pressure will push it down again and, and um, bring it to a place where you can scrape it again and just keep pulling it. So it just is continuous worm poo. Yeah, it's and, so cool. Yeah, it really is. And then in the winter, let's say you're not... It, it, God forbid you you do grow in the winter, don't you? Of course, don't okay, stop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so you can just use it continuously, you mm -hmm. know, and and that's that's on my scale. But going back to that urban worm bin, the urban worm bin, we started that bin with two thousand worms. Where uh, at maturity it has six thousand worms. And it has this zipper door on the bottom that when you hit maturity, you start scraping out the, um, the, the worm castings. And so you're continuously putting your household stuff on top and you can actually put some compost in there with it. And, and, and you're scraping it out and it's designed pressure wise to all push down so that every week you can go in and pull out you know, a number of pounds of worm poop. Mm -hmm. 6,000 6, worms can eat, um, what, what is, let me just, I'm having another brain fart here. 6,000 6, worms can um, eat a pound, uh, let's see, I think it's a pound of food a week, something like that, or uh, more, wow. or more. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm losing it for, you know, we should have done this at eight o'clock this morning over some call. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so, 
what I'm saying is you can continuously scrape it out and continuously use it. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and that bin there can produce, um, I, I've told people, if you use it properly, you can get 365 pounds of worm poo out because the 6,000 worms are eating a pound a day. That's mm. what they're eating a pound a day. And so they're, they're, they're giving you a pound a day of poo and you're extracting that poo and it's pushing down. And next week you come back, you have a whole, a number of, uh, number five, six pounds, again, seven, eight pounds, whatever, however you're dealing with it. And it just never stops. I mean, that word sustainability, man, I'll tell you, yep. if you take care of your worms, you've got sustainability. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's an important feature, man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bubble Hawk, was you about to say something there, mate? I was yeah. just going to say, Woody, Woody's actually asked a, a similar question I was going to ask in chat. So I know you said you're using um, red wrigglers and the European night crawlers, I think you said. Yes. Um, yeah. So are there specific worms that you find are better or the castings better from specific species of worm you know I, I know that obviously they eat at different lips and they'll eat different things but is there a have you found that there's one breed specifically that that has a better quality casting or is it just yeah. across the board they're pretty well who's got no. the good shit yeah <laughs> it, it, you know what you put in is what you're going to get out first of all so whatever you're feeding the worms you can you can put your worms in an inferior, like you can raise them in cardboard and, and they'll be happy. They'll just eat cap, cardboard. And then cardboard is mostly carbon for them and they need a little nitrogen. So you throw some vegetables in and uh, they, they can get by with that. But the pros that do this really seriously um, are, are, are making sure that their worms are getting just the right amount of food so that they really produce the most castings. And so um, Uncoked, my friend Tom at Unco, who's doing outrageous number of tons of worm castings, um, he uses um, only European night crawlers. Hmm. And, and, but, but he's, he's now, he, he's, he knows, he's a scientist on top of a businessman, on top of a common sense type of guy. So he's got, he's kind of got it all together, but he's pretty well sold on the fact that uh, Europeans are, are the way to make the money. And he's after the money. He, he, he wants to produce big time castings and he sticks with the, um, with the Europeans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, other people, you know, it, it's really, um, I don't think you'll see a major difference between the European and the red wiggler, which are the two most uh, popular worms used. Um, other than the fact that the red, that the European gets down in mm-hmm. and Tom's breeding system, if he breeds in such a way that he wants his worms to get down into the bucket, eating everything they can, not just hanging out on top. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I use the combination of the two, but those are definitely the top two brands of worms um, that that you'll find. Yeah. And tiger worms as well, right? Then they're good ones to have. Yeah, no question about it. Love them. Love them. Yeah. Yeah. Have have you found since um, the the pandemic and everything started? I mean, I know here um, everyone being at home picked off, you know, kicked off a big sort of um, movement with people growing their own. And now with with everything going on in Ukraine, 
um, a lot of people, you know, I mean, we're, we're looking at um, $11 for a head of lettuce, for a head of iceberg lettuce here. So a lot oh. of people have decided that, yeah, it's probably time to grow your own. Um, yeah. So have you, have you found that you're getting a, a bigger interest in it now, um, that, that there's more people at home and more people sort of getting involved in it? Is it, is it something that, yeah, that sort I, of kicked off more so? Yeah, I, I haven't heard a lot of people say it, but um, I, there's no question about it that more, more people are gardening today uh, than yeah. ever before. We, we live in such a volatile uh, world um, that everybody I meet, if we talk gardening, I'm looking at them saying, you need to have a garden in the backyard. You need to have a worm bin because who knows what tomorrow's going to bring. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you guys wouldn't depend on a grower, you know, somewhere in Alaska um, for, for your cannabis. Uh, nope. You just wouldn't because who knows what's going to happen with that guy. But in the mm -hmm. world that we live in today, uh, who knows? I, I'm not a conspiracy type of guy at all. I, I am. Any of that crap. I just don't. But the reality is this, is that in reality, as we watched, we, we saw COVID come in, you know, the war in Ukraine, you know, the, uh, the wars in the, in the Middle East, um, all the crap that's going on in the world today. I want to make sure I want to make sure I can feed myself and feed my family. Mm -hmm. I hear that. And, 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 and I talk about that over and over again, and a lot of people are. And so um, I can't say that I personally have spoken to people that said we're doing it because of uh, COVID. But I want to tell you something. If you, after COVID, realizing what happened, um, in reality, if you, if you don't sit back and think a little bit about the world we're living in, um, you know, you're going to fall short somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's kind of the point is, is, you know, I know, I know personally, I found myself becoming more reliant prior to the pandemic on, on just being able to run down to my local Woolworths, you know, my, lo my local shop and, and grab whatever yeah. fruit and vegetables I needed. But once, um, you know, once everything shut down and, and it was harder to go places and you can't, you know, harder to get specific items, um, I found myself doing a lot more outdoor gardening um, and, yeah. and doing a lot more vegetables and, um, and fruits and things like that, because it's, it, it's always on hand. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we being in Australia, we have some of the world's best soil and, you know, why not take advantage of that? while you know, while I'm not doing anything else anyway, other than yeah. you know, growing my own, mm -hmm. but I mean, I, I, I grow in cocoa majoritively um unless i do an outdoor grow and but with outdoor grow you know yeah I'll, I'll use all the castings and i'll use all my composts and i'll make up my own soils and the plants love it like you can't it, it's it's a stark difference between a bag of soil you get from the shops and something you made up out of your own worm bin with your own composts and everything like that yeah yeah for sure and you're also you're developing soil instead of killing soil mm. You know, yep. using all the compost and the worm castings and that type of thing. And, and uh, yeah, it's um, I, I started gardening when I was 19 and I didn't garden every year, but I gardened a lot. And gardening is something that really you have to you have to give it a year or two or three to figure out all your mistakes in, in the in the gardening area, because there are so many things that you have to learn firsthand that you're not going to get by reading a book or uh, yeah. someone just telling you. So you have to get out there and do it. You know, it's uh, um, 
And, and when you do, it, it, it does something to you. You know, I, I wish I could remember this statement by Gandhi. Uh, Mahatma Gandhi said something to the effect that, that when, when we fail to stop gardening and we fail to uh, keep our hands in the soil, we lose a part of ourselves. Mm. And the reality is when we get our hands in, in, in worm poo and in gardens and seeing plants grow, you know, in, in, not miraculously, but grow almost miraculously, you know, it, it, it's, um, it does something to you. It just, it, it, it's changed. Gardening has changed my life. I mean, mm. it really has. I, I don't have a whole bunch of crazy desires because I get to go out in the garden, play yeah. in the garden and yeah. I, give tour, I give tours on the Hudson River and I got my kids in the, in the area and I'm as happy as can be. Awesome. <laughs> getting, getting in into the outdoors, I find it centers me as well. You know, mm -hmm. you get yeah. out there and you, you just sort of, you're one with nature again. And, and even if it is just, you know, going through and picking some tomatoes off the vine and you get the smell of that soil, as yeah, you're saying. There's and, a scientific study saying about the smell of the soil, that's that particular smell. That is uh, like a depression depressor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, depression suppressant. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Any uh -huh. depression? Yeah. That's a, that's a good band name. And that that I didn't I didn't I've never heard that before, but it wouldn't surprise me mm -hmm. because there's you know soil has so much more than we can ever even imagine going on in it. I, mm -hmm. I, I I'm not surprised to hear a statement like that. To be quite mm. honest. Yeah. True. So I love that machine you have in your in your uh, in your workplace. You, you know that that thing that shakes. Yeah, yeah. One of those, a, but they're is, going to be pretty expensive to to buy, right? They, you have company. Here's the thing: it, it's it's called the Brockwood Shifter, and um, this fella uh, Harry um, and his I, I've been calling him Harry Brockwood for the past two years and he finally looked at me and said matt my name's not brockwood the, sh <laughs> the shifter is brockwood at least you had the harry part right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're 50 percent friends um but it, it's a it, it's a machine that is so first of all it's so well built when i got it i i called harry um i had to assemble it and i called him up and i said harry i was a carpenter for 20 years and, and a cabinet maker and I said, I want to tell you something that is about one of the finest pieces of equipment um, that I that I've seen. I said, mm -hmm. I, could, I, I couldn't imagine that you built this thing. Yeah, it's nice. It, it's really nice. But I'm going to get to the price in a minute. But it's it's a lifelong machine, too. It's not mm -hmm. something this is when we look at the cost of the machine. Um, and it's on the low end of machines because there are lots of uh, separators out there for poo and <laughs> for soil, but um, it's a lifelong machine. And every mm -hmm. single part, I, I, if I had to, I could reproduce any part on there. Or a friend of mine who's you know uh, um, you know working in um, metals and stuff, we could reproduce anything. So I look at that as number one, it's extremely well made, but it's also, I, um, it's, it's, um, uh, it's a lifelong piece of equipment. And mm -hmm. so if I, if I say, oh my God, it was this much money. It's like, oh, I don't know if I can afford that. Well, maybe right now you can't afford it, but the reality is once you do afford it, it's going to take you for years and years and years mm -hmm. 
and, and we have different screens that we put on them. Like I'll go out and just sift soil with it and put on a quarter inch screen. And mm -hmm. um, if you have horses, you put on another screen and you can separate separate horse poo from uh, the bedding and save bedding, get move the horse poo out to the um, to the pile. Um, but it's a, it's a, today I, I think it's around 3,300, 3, something like that. Mm -hmm. So it does, it, it's, it's pretty pricey, but if you're going to operate a business and sell castings, you're going to need the right equipment. Unless the volume you have them in as well. I mean, you have a pretty large volume going out. So you need a machine like that to help you separate everything properly. No question about it. Mm -hmm. And guys that are doing more business than I am, I'm retired. I'm almost 72 years old. Um, it, I, I have a limited amount of business that I really want to do. But guys that want to do more, there are numbers of machines that you can step up to. There's a, you know, there's this trumble thing that turns uh, like a, a big screw, and um, you know, but you, now you're looking at eight thousand mm, dollars. Yeah. So for a small, for someone who's who's serious about gardening, even as a home gardener, I I would have no problem recommending the Brockwood shifter. Um, as a piece of equipment to have, um, you know, in your in your garage or in your shed for your own personal gardening, if nothing mm -hmm. else, and for your for your own worm castings, you know, and for your own worm farm. Even though you're not producing a lot of money, in time it will it will pace for itself. It's it's for, I've sat outside in my garden for like a whole afternoon with a with a tray, just shaking it myself to yeah. sift out yeah. the worm poop, and everything else gets left behind and put back in the in the main. Uh, worm farm but yeah. just to describe to everybody this it looks like an old-fashioned pushchair or pram you you know they've got the, the wheels on the bottom but the front wheels are missing yeah. and yeah. on the on the back it's got a machine that kind of shakes it's like a little engine when you start mm -hmm. it up and it just shakes and then there's it's like a flat table going in front of that and they're connected but in the table it's it's like a grid it's um a gauze a mesh what would you call it that yeah, has all the holes I'm in the three yeah. thirty seconds of an inch that that thing you were talking about. It's either a punch plate or, or a screen, one of the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just basically a screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah, it sounds like basically you're talking about a shaker deck, like like any miner would use. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. It's yes. just a a small version of a shaker deck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, sure. there's uh three different sections on it where the, you got the worm castings that come out, and then there's the second bit which has got a slightly wider gauze. And that will um, catch eggs and things like that. And that's got a little funnel on. So he puts box underneath each one and it funnels into a particular box so he can catch the castings in one box, the eggs in another box, and then worms go through the last bit and they go yeah. back into the main bin. And it's just cycle like that, man. It's a real cool nice. machine. You've got to go to Captain's channel and check it out. Yeah, and, and it's there. I mean, we, we show that in um, probably every third video or mm -hmm. somehow or another we're showing the rockwood shifter so um it, it's really uh, another nice thing about it it's extremely portable some of the bigger when you get into you know really getting serious about business you get machinery that is doesn't move it sits there but mm -hmm. i take this thing roll it stick it in a corner pull it out when i need it mm -hmm. um it, it's just good deal really a good deal mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it's a lovely farm cool. lovely farm and so when breeding as well because we we briefly discussed it you have loads of breeder bins you say you have 80 right in the i, I do that in the winter time summer gets really busy for me right you know with, yeah, with the yeah. garden mm -hmm. but I'll, i do 80 breeder bins and um 
we put uh, the, the science, this is the science of creating castings on a large scale. And that is putting um, 100 worms per gallon of bedding in a bin. Right. And the bin that, that the professionals use are, uh, they use two and a half gallons of bedding and the bedding is uh, sifted ahead of time so that um, you give the worms the opportunity to get into every bit of it. And, um, and then you put 100 worms per gallon of bedding and leave them for two weeks. And if you don't, if you put, wor worms are funny. If worms, the worm population is down, they communicate with each other. We are in real big trouble. We have to start breeding. We're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. And that's how it goes. And, but on the same, at the same time, if you have too many worms, they start looking at each other saying, hey, we're going to starve to death. There are too many worms here. We can't feed all these mouths. So we put 250 worms in a bin with two and a half gallons of bedding and leave them there with some food in, in mixed in. Mm -hmm. And we leave that there for two weeks. And then we take them and put them on the Brockwood shifter. And um, we're looking for 80 to 90% of all that bedding to have turned into worm castings. And multiply that two and a half gallons times 80 bins, it produces a whole bunch of, whole bunch of castings for you. It's crazy, and, 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 you know, and eggs as well. Yeah, and eggs. And, and I separate, you know, the castings go uh, in one, I use one ton bags, castings go in that. And then anything that came through the chute on the, um, the eighth inch screen, that goes back into my red bins. And because, you know, I have a lot of worms, but um, we've never gotten to the point where the worms, this, the word is this in the worm industry, it's that if you have too many worms together, in a bin, they're all going to take off and, and try to find another place to live. But we haven't hit that place at all, you know. Right. So, mm -hmm. so the bin's big enough to handle the group that we have. And so we're always throwing eggs back in, which means more babies and producing lots of lots of castings in the winter time. Yeah, Mrs. pulled out a couple of hundred cocoons the other day out of one of the uh, one of the breeding things. And yeah. in each one of these cocoons, just so the listeners know. It, there can be like between three, five, seven eggs. And yeah. that's how many worms are in each cocoon. And she yeah. pulled out a, a couple of hundred of these cocoons. So when all these things hatch, there's going to be like a, a thousand eggs, man. A thousand worms crawling around the place. Yeah, yeah. Crazy yeah. how quickly it, they multiply. It, it's, but the big thing is they grow real fast. Mm -hmm. They mature in three months. And they are now they're breeding, breeding. And they're producing, uh, you know, uh, a mature number of casting. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's a it's it's a wild thing. I mean, it's really it's really phenomenal. And you're feeding them. And you, you feed it, go ahead. So, so and you're feeding them scraps. You know, it's not like you have to invest much money to keep these things alive or to keep them right. happy. Once it's set up, you're feeding them scraps. It's it's crazy. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Especially when you use the urban worm bag, which is producing maybe um, seven pounds of castings for you a week when it gets mature. Nice. Um, you, you can get away with cast with uh, scraps from the table. You might have to add some compost from time to time just to keep, you know, keep it going. 
Mm -hmm. um, but when when you're, I have three of those bins now. Wow. And so you know, I'm feeding them. I'm feeding them continuously. I I, I feed them some enzymes and I feed them some, um, you know, purina. Worms are such a big deal. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of purina worm, purina puppy chow. No, no, no. Right. Purina is is uh, like the number one uh, dog food um, manufacturer in the country, right. and they make a puppy chow, and it's called a Purina puppy chow. But they now worms are so big, especially in the south, they now make a Purina worm chow. Wow, uh, it does not surprise uh, me at all. I remember it, in college, my brother was in. Uh, aquaculture and they made yeah. purina shrimp chow back in the yeah. day so yeah. yes yeah. they'll yeah. feed anything those people yeah yeah and but worms need it too when you get a lot of worms you want to keep them healthy and you're only mm -hmm. going to keep them healthy if you feed them and and what goes in is what comes out that's the thing you know if you mm -hmm. feed them a little they'll poo a little you feed them a lot and they eat a lot they're going to poo a lot and uh, you're going to end up with lots of castings yeah so you have a pretty interesting way of uh, feeding your worms now too. You have these aluminium trays for uh, uh, rye grains, are they? Some kind of grain? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is something I came up with that, that it was really, really wild. Um, I, I sort of watching my health a little bit. Um, at a certain point, friends of mine were saying, you know, carrot juice, you need to juice carrots. And so we start juicing carrots and they're drinking carrot juice. And it's really good stuff for you. There's no question mm -hmm. about it. And someone uh, said, oh, we're growing wheat, wheat grass. And I'm like, oh, okay, what, what for? And they said, well, we grow it and it grows up about seven inches tall. Then you cut it and you put it in a juicer and you get all the chlorophyll from the, from the wheat and you drink it and it's just really good for you. And so for years, my wife and I grew wheat grass for ourselves. And then we threw away the, the it, it, we, we grow it in a 11 by 22 aluminum uh, or stainless steel um, container that's only two inches high. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what we do is put a little compost down and I germinate the wheat berries and uh, get them to a point, soak them overnight. And then, and I have a video on exactly how to do it. Yeah. And, um, and then wait for growth to come. And then I spread them on top of this stuff, cover them for a day or two. And it's like grass. It looks like, you know, uh, your front lawn and it starts growing. And it, it, the, we put so many berries in there that it's like the fullest lawn you'd ever see. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. I, instead of juicing it myself, I take that pad <laughs> and I take it and all my worm bins now... <laughs> Uh, uh, they're eating my wheatgrass. I'm not eating it anymore. The worms are eating it. Yeah, it's, it's a great idea. It's like, I ain't going to drink this shit anymore. Right. <laughs> worms are figure out something to do with this. I've had it with that wheatgrass juice. Let the worms have it. <laughs> There's a question that came up in chat a while, a while back, and it kind of pertains to what, the reason I haven't even thought about worm bins. And that is, what is the minimum temperature the worm bins can take in the, in the wintertime? Because I have no desire to try and, and move bins in and outdoors kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you, you don't want to do it. because Once you get large enough things, you just can't do it. But right. they're perfect. Their perfect temperature in the winter is, is around 60. Um, you can go lower than 60. The, the reality is you, you can, they can't freeze. If they freeze, they're dead. 
Mm -hmm. But you also want to keep the worms at a temperature so that they're active. You know, yeah. if you go down into the 50s and maybe dip into the 40s, um, you know, your worms are going to slow down. They're going to, you know, almost go into a hibernation mode and they're not going to produce for you what you want. Mm -hmm. So the, the temperature that I advise people is to keep it in the winter. Uh, don't go below 60. And in the summer, be careful not to let your soil go above 80 degrees. How do you regulate that temperature? Are you moving your bins indoors or you yeah, no, some kind of... My, all my bins are in a... In a I bought a house um, uh -huh. six years ago that had all sprayed foam insulation and six inch walls. And the guy actually did the whole garage and then sheetrocked the whole thing. So, I mean, my garage is like a living room. Mm -hmm. So I was very, very fortunate uh, to have that garage when I started the worms because I can heat the garage now for uh, pennies a day because of the type of insulation I have. Right. So, but everybody can't do that. So what I've suggested to some people is this, is if you're, you don't wanna be moving the bins in and out, you wanna get, get a stable place for it, but let's say you get a good size bin going and um, build a, in the winter time when it gets real cold, build a little plastic hut around it and put a, uh, a plug-in heater in it and just keep it, keep them, keep that temperature up so that um, they'll continue to produce for you. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So 60 to 80 is, is optimal. Yeah. And that's, and when it gets really cold as well, the worms will clump together and to keep themselves warm. Correct. You know, as the herd. You know. Correct. Correct. And that's what they're called. They're called the herd. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. The way they you just survive. You know, they, they've lived in colder temperatures in nature. This is this is what nature does. So just like the plants, they get used to certain conditions, but they thrive better in certain conditions as well. Right. And what you right. really want them to do is thrive. You know, repopulate, and then when they start to fill their space, give them more space. Correct. Correct. It's yeah. a real nice hobby, man. I mean, the wife definitely enjoys it. She's been out there every day this week, just doing different things with worms. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's awesome is she naming them yet Mackie? no not yet not yet but she will at some point okay you know even one of the kids as well uh we went to a car boot sale they're called here in the uk what would you guys call them uh, maybe a yard sale but it's not on yeah, a yard yeah. it's it's uh out on a field a where sale or yard sale. yeah 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 so uh and there was just a, a little worm farm you know the glass ones but it wasn't glass it was clear plastic that are really thin it's more like so you can see the worms doing their thing rather than an actual worm farm yeah. You know, yeah. and one of the kids got one of those and they're into it now as well. It's very cool. It's a super cool hobby, man. I, I do recommend anybody who has got space to give it yeah. a shot for sure. Yeah. And, and and as they, who knows? I mean, with this one friend of mine, Tom at Unco, um, the guy's making millions and millions of dollars and he's, wow. producing, he's producing a great, great product that is helping so many people and he also, his business, he invites you to come in and he'll, he'll educate you. So he wants to duplicate in you what he's doing. Mm. Um, and for a fee, he, he'll bring you in and teach you everything he knows, give you equipment, give you years of, uh, of uh, counseling if you need it. Awesome. And uh, so you never know what's going to go on with these kids. I look at my grandkids or my grandkids, we have six of our grandkids live in the neighborhood and um uh, I look at them. I'm wondering which one of you are going to make a million dollars a year selling worms oh, with inflation this way. Everybody, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Yeah. A million dollars a million dollars won't be very much very soon. All right. So a billion dollars a year. Man. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Mm. And, you know, there's a huge market that's still waiting to be tapped with this whole thing as well. It's like people are only just now becoming aware of organic growing. Uh, Korean natural farming is another big yeah. one. And what worm castings is just part of that. And I think a lot of when people realize how simple it is to get hold of worms, because you can go online and buy worms from people and they'll be delivered to you within 24 hours. There'll be somebody local to you where you can just find their website, you know, go to your favorite search engine, search for buy worms or buy composting worms is what you want to search for. And they'll, they'll find somebody close. They'll, the worms are put in a bag shipped to you in 24 hours. Yeah. And you, you just go from there, man. It's so easy to get started in this shit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Then you just got to keep feeding them. It's one of those things, you know, growing anything is very rewarding. You know, mm -hmm. you, uh, you get your first plant and you're, you know, you're caring for it and, and all of a sudden it grows and maybe it throws a, a bloom, even a house plant. It's just growing things has a, a reward that's mm -hmm. really something else. And um, uh, so it, I, I think when people start messing with worms, they, they, they realize there's, there's a gift that we're given when we start doing these type of things. Mm -hmm. It's knowledge that we're all starting, people are forgetting, but now it's coming back around again. I think people are understanding the importance of this kind of knowledge. Yeah, yeah and for sure. They're, they're real easy to care for pets, not like cats and dogs and all that. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you don't you don't have to pay a vet bill for them. You know, right. <laughs> you know get insurance um, on them. Unless I suppose if it gets into a big business stage, you've got to get some insurance on your worms. Probably so. But I think it's possible for a lot of people to start up little small businesses making their own worm castings locally because locally sourced things is important as well. It's, and especially when it comes to soil and worm castings and organic things, because you want the local microbes to be in your soil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And people, you know, I've done the farmer's market uh, two years now here and uh, people are like the people that bought it last year from me were like, come back with these great stories. Oh, that was so good. I need more. And so it, it's just, you know, the, the more you get it out there, the more people realize how good it is. And I, I had my, my neighbor next door, I think he grew like 24 uh, marijuana plants in buckets uh, right on the Hudson River. You know, it was, um, <laughs> I mean, the, I have pictures of it. The backdrop is the Hudson River. And these are, and so he, he came to me, he said, Matt, he said, you know, it's, it's going to be legal because we're legal in New York now to grow mm -hmm. a certain amount. And um, he said, it's going to be legal. And uh, would you mix me a, a batch of soil? So I, I, I mix my soil in a, um, a cement mixer. <laughs> so I put one third worm poo and uh, one third of this and one third of that. And <laughs> those things took off so, so fast, so big. Yeah. You know, they, I, I don't know if, if how, how tall they should ever really become. But I'm sure these things were seven feet tall and squishy. Nice. And when it when it came for his harvest, man, he had clumps everywhere. <laughs> Holy smokes! That's yeah. It's a great a great problem to have. But boy, that's a lot of work. All that harvest. Really? Oh, gosh. <laughs> and yeah, I think some... I sorry, think growing sorry, marijuana to... takes less work than growing the worms. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But we have a, another couple of questions here, if you don't mind, Captain. We sure, have, um, that's why we're here. 
Yeah. When, because when you're growing cannabis, you will have the vegetative stage and the flowering stage and those different stages take different kinds of nutrients. So if you're going to use worm castings for the nutrients of your plants, is there certain things you can feed them so you get a better food for the vegetative stage and something else you can add later on in the flowering stage to give them uh, a better food? Yeah. And, and I don't think I, Mackie, I don't think I could answer that, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, but, but would, I think I would tend to think that would be the case because if you, if you feed your worms in, you know, if you don't care for your worms and I've, I've had some times where some of my bins, I just ignored them for a while and the worms were so skinny and so sick looking. Hmm. And so I imagine that you could feed them certain things at certain points, but I don't know that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. But I think just having with the worm castings, it's not just about the nutrients. It's about the microbes as well. And if there's a good amount of microbes in the medium, the plant will be able to balance itself out and take whatever nutrients it wants rather than if you're growing with salt-based nutrients, it's, it's kind of forces its way into the plant rather than the plant picking and choosing which food it wants, which it does in the organics because it's always there. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So just feed them some nice worm castings, man. Preferably homemade stuff from the worm farm you're just about to make. Do it. <laughs> so do you, in the early stage, do you want it to grow a little slower and then as it gets towards the blooming stage, do you want it to go a little faster? Is that what? No, no, you want it to grow totally as quickly as possible, actually. really. Yeah. Yeah, in well, both yeah. times. <laughs> well, actually, you know, in flower, you, you want to lower your nitrogen in mm-hmm, the soil mm-hmm. so that you're getting, a, you know, more, more focus on bloods and everything like that. But early okay. on, you want that nitrogen burst. Yeah, when you head into that flowering stage, when the flowers start to form, it needs more potassium and phosphorus. So usually you'd feed an extra PK booster, but that's if you're using plant nutrients. I think in your, I'm sure you're using your worm castings to grow the plants outside. So I think in your situation, just keep using the worm castings and they'll be fine. Yeah, it's worked. I mean, I I told you about our broccoli, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. I've never had broccoli that early ever, ever, ever. And how these gorgeous heads of broccoli in early May. Wow. Yeah. So, um, that's crazy, yeah. man. And that's it. It doesn't have to be just used on your ganja farm either. If you need to grow stuff in your back garden, maybe get allotment, you know, grow many, yeah. as many plants. But, and then if when you start having surplus, you know growers, you know people who garden, you can sell some onto them or pass it onto them, whatever you like. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I know I've got uh, eight-foot sunflowers as of June 1, uh, planted in worm castings and compost in the back garden this year. Earliest I've ever had them, you know, completely obscure everything as a screen but it this is amazing stuff first year i've ever done it this way yeah yeah it's and and you know it it almost sounds like a a a bad sales pitch but the reality (laughs) is you have to do it because Mm -hmm. once you do it you if especially if you've grown plants over you know for a few years and you had minimal uh production of of fruit Mm -hmm. and then you use worm castings and you realize oh my goodness I can't believe it. I mean, last year I was picking, I had um, 18 eggplants and 18 green pepper plants, and they were coming in so fast. Every two weeks I was filling a bushel uh, with the fruit. And I never, I never had that kind of stuff ever, ever in the, you know, but it was, um, you know, loads, lots of worm castings in there. It was Mm -hmm. a long way. (laughs) So, So what's the future? For your worm farm, then, Captain? Um, I think it's the next generation. 
<laughs> sharing the knowledge. You know, yeah, sharing the knowledge and um, hoping that one of the kids will really pick up on it. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we have six boys and uh, four of them live right in the, in the same neighborhood. We're all, we're river rats. We, they grew up on the river. We grew up on boats and jet skis. And so they didn't want to go away. So they just, we, we bought a whole neighborhood and just, uh, we live here on the river. Nice. And, uh, and we have six of our grandkids that live here and then three others that live elsewhere. Um, but uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, um, you know, one of the kids will take it on. We'll see. But uh, I have two boys, Luke, who is, uh, does our, uh, for the videos, he does our, our, um, yeah, the email. So uh, I've been speaking to Luke via email. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Luke's Luke, his two kids help out, and my son Mark. He he does uh, when we do uh, question and answer nights. Uh, we call them just warming up. And uh, uh, so Mark and I will do that. And they're Luke and and Mark are really interested in it. So we'll see where it goes. We'll see. Nice. I'm I'm just too old for you know I'm. I, I'm going to kind of keep it at the level I'm at right now. <laughs> so I'll give him my little warehouse here and then you guys go do what you like over there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> but you come around on the weekends to help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure they don't forget that. Right. Uh, we sure. had an, another nice question here. Is there a major difference between back guano, chicken, fish and worm castings? Yeah. I, you know, again, I'm, I'm not the scientist. Um, well, I'll, but, I'll kind of I'll jump on that a little bit. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to feed raw bat guano, but I would not have a problem feeding raw worm castings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and here's the thing about bat guano is that um, you got to go, you got to go get it somewhere, wherever mm -hmm. the bats are. Yeah. And, and it's got to compost and it's got, it's got to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's other great things like rabbit uh, poo. Mm -hmm. is rabbit poo you you went in rabbit's crap you can put it right out on the garden it doesn't even have to um you know it doesn't have to compost it's it's not too hot to put it out there but when you think of um the bat guano and the what was the other fish emulsion or well, fish shit basically uh, right yeah. okay fish shit you know um one of the things that i, I like about the worms is that everybody can do it in their garage, in their basement, in their oh. living room. You know, I mean, if you want to start off with a small bin, you could do it. Because there's no odor. You can, anybody well, can do it. One of the and, most important things, again, though, is the bacteria, the microbes. That's in the worm castings. That's not right. really in the bat guano and the chicken and, and that mm -hmm. kind of shit, because it has to come imported to you, tried out. Yeah. And microbes need liquid. Yeah, they do. And uh, yeah. no question about it. Yeah. And, and again, you want to be around. doing your own, you you know that it's it hasn't been dried out. It's oh. active as can be. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll even if I have castings, and uh, in a one ton bag, if I have castings, I will make a five gallon pail of of worm casting tea and brew it for a day with oxygen and with uh, uh, molasses, and I'll pour that in on top of my castings just to make sure they have moisture but that they have plenty of microorganisms uh, oh, in there too, you know, because you mm -hmm. want it. It's a, it's a live, it's a live pile of crap, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a living piece of shit. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I think my father called me that once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
No, but uh, it's, it's real cool. I recommend everybody get on this. I mean, that was a good question there from B Mooney, and thanks to Dr. Sandbox as well for, yeah, yeah. for those questions. Do we have any more questions for Captain Matt? Please do let us know. Unless you got somewhere to be, if you got somewhere to run off to, Captain, I understand you might be busy. Has he gone? I, I, didn't, get, I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, have you, have you, you're called to answer some more questions. Is that cool? Are you in a rush to get anywhere? Are we taking up the time? Yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll take some more questions. That'd be fine. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And, the, and the other thing is, they can always, if people after the podcast today, if someone says, oh, I should have asked this question or should have asked that question. They can go to our videos and there's a place to ask questions and we do our best to answer them uh, once every four or five weeks. We'll do a show just on answering questions. Cool. Nice. So do you have a website up and running yet or if you, is it just your YouTube channel oh, what, right now? Yeah, what, what's a website? Right. <laughs> it's like he an electric newspaper on the, the internet. Gardening. He's a gardener. He likes the dirt. He doesn't like is the that, internet. Is that, like, is that like that thing called Facebook? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, just YouTube. I, I, I'm, I, I don't know anything about that world, but mm -hmm. it's just you. It's just Captain Matt's, Captain Matt dot com. That's the place to go. And, cool. I'm sorry, Captain Matt's Worms dot com. Okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah. and uh, um, and we'll do our best to um, answer any question that we can. So, do you sell any worms or just the castings? Yeah, we just sell castings and even, and we sell castings only locally. Right. Um, what, what I'm trying to do is, is share everything that has been given to me because a lot of people gave me a lot of information cool. and uh, made it, made me, um, gave me the information I needed to become successful. So I'm, I'm just into sharing it out there because uh, looking at all the different things on the YouTubes, there's not a lot of real solid information mm -hmm. and so i wanted to give the best i could and just make it available and by doing a video every 10 days every seven to ten days and trying to cover every base then people can go back to it from start to finish and know you know hey i can do it at home and be satisfied with that or i can take it into the business world and go further mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. and then we have links at the bottom of all our videos and it, it will take you other places if you need to go you know go further Awesome. Was just, just, just occurred to me, though, you see, you're Captain Matt, you live on a river, you like boats, you raise worms. Has anybody ever hit you up for fishing bait? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the question I was going to ask. <laughs> uh, um, it was so funny because we were doing a video uh, last week and my grandkids went out to get dig up some worms in the leaf pile. And they came in in the middle of the video and they said, Grandpa, Grandpa, we can't find any worms. Can we have some of yours? So <laughs> we videoed the whole thing and we went over and we, I took a handful of worms and put them in a bucket for them. Wow. And, and so they went off and they went fishing. And so we went on with a, it was a question and answer a video. And um, just towards the end of the video, they came, three kids, you know, seven, eight, nine, something like that, come running in and say, Grandpa, Grandpa, look at the fish we caught. And they had caught this, they had caught this gigantic bass that wow. I'd never seen a bass like that. And they said, only with Captain Matt's work. <laughs> <laughs> a new product line. Uh, <laughs> but you would think it was a setup, but it wasn't. It was just a real <laughs> happening that night. It was, it was wild. Uh, yeah. Just natural yeah. plugging it, you know, and that's pretty that's sweet, man. Yeah, yeah. 
So it sounds like there's many different avenues you can take with this whole worm thing. Oh, for sure. Some people are making um, skin um, skin um, toner of some sort with worm poo. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't do that with it. I mean, you know, you know, I like this stuff. It smells nice, but I wouldn't be putting that on my skin. <laughs> it's called self-care, man. It's, it's not about the poop. It's about the piss, you know. <laughs> Maybe we, sep- we separate the, the poo from the cocoons. Maybe they're separating uh, the, the enzymes and the microorganisms and making these uh, mm-hmm. lotions for your face. I don't know. But it, it, um, if anybody really got excited about worms, you can make a living without any question if you have any um, savvy about you, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, it, it, you can make a good living on it these days. There's enough going on, uh, with it. Yeah. Um, you're making me think that in the emerging, possibly emerging legal markets coming around that, uh, as these different States come online, this is going to be a resource that organic growers are going to want. So oh, no. it, it's, a, it's a micro business opportunity here. Yeah. And, and the sweet thing is you're, you, you're putting in, the soil that you're growing your marijuana in, you're, put, you're growing it in really good, hearty, healthy stuff. Right. That, you know, whereas, you know, if you're using a chemical, you know, you're using chemical fertilizers, remember you're smoking those chemical fertilizers yep. and who knows what it's doing to you. So natural is just always the best way. And, and um, I think uh, we're, we're, you know, I've been doing it for three years and I every now and then sit back and say, you know, we really, we really got this at the right time. This is really, mm-hmm. good, you know, for sure. Not, for sure. It's just starting yeah. off now. Just, just you want to get in nice and early in a few years time. It's going to be big business. This one casting. Thing. No question about it. No question about it. And for you guys out there in the UK, or if you're still growing illegally, when you trim your plants, you got leaf, you got stalk, you got all this stuff you have to get rid of. Your worms will do it for you, man. I mean, with uh, branches, Mrs. M has told me that they don't eat through the cannabis branches so easily, but they love the the the, the fan leaves, the solar leaves. You know, they love a bit of tip leaf as well with the crystals yeah. on. They love mm. that shit, man. Oh yeah, they. I saw one smiling real big the other day. <laughs> <laughs> they got the good crystals. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, hey, by the way, we do ship one-ton bags to the UK. Oh, cool. Really? <laughs> oh, are you joking? Oh. oh. No, no, I, I'm not. I'm half joking. But, be, um, see, get on that. I'm yeah. sure plenty of people want, want that over here as well. So th- this year, what we're looking to do is uh, take orders in the fall um, or in the summer for next year's spring crops. And oh. so if anyone wants one ton, if I know, hey, I've got to produce uh 21 ton bags next year mm-hmm. um as long as i you know i'm gonna ask for a 50 dollars deposit for the bag and i'll get making it I'll, I'll i'll do what it takes to make it and uh, we'll we'll make 21 ton bags if that's nice. what we need to do yeah yeah and i think i don't know if we can ship to the uk but you guys should someone needs to do it over there too <laughs> you know captain matt's back of shit <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good label on the one ton bag Captain Matt's bag of shit. <laughs> Damn. That's a shit ton of worms. That's a shit ton nice. of soil for sure, man. Nice, you know what I'm saying? See, Woody, Woody, was, Woody was asking how long can you keep the, the uh, castings that come in a bag, and I'm going to assume as long as you keep it moist and dark, right? Yeah, you can keep it uh, for sure. Um, 
if they're in a plastic bag, the microbes have a certain life expectancy. Mm. Um, so they're better to be used after, you know, bagged and used during that season. Um, but I'm, I'm reading uh, some stuff on uh, from a, a family in the Philippines that's been using worms for years and years. And uh, they actually dry them out and, and cure them and say that they're more powerful when dried out and cured. Mm. Uh, I have no other information other than that. But that was like... Uh, it caught my ear when I heard that. I was like, what? Because mm -hmm. it costs a lot of money to ship water. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But I mean, again, it's the microbes. We're, mm -hmm. we're talking about the living stuff that makes the difference in the worm castings. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible shit, man. And, you know, when you have that locally sourced food as well, them local microbes from scrap food that you would have thrown away, it would have gone into a landfill to be mixed with plastic somewhere. You know, you're doing good for the environment. You're doing good for yourself. Your plants will be happier. No matter what plant you're growing, they'll be happier. Yep. If I get a lot of a lot of uh, compost, not compost, but um, table scraps, mm. and sometimes we get a lot. If I brought in a lot of, let's say we picked a lot of spinach and 30% of it has to go into the compost, mm -hmm. I'll take it and put it all in a food processor and turn it into liquid and give it to the worms. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you something. They go wild because if you put it in whole, it, it's a process of rotting down. Mm -hmm. You put it in the micro in a food processor, you already broke it down, and and then I just pour it as a slur over the top of mm -hmm. the bin. I must love that. Mm -hmm. I'll come back tomorrow. All you have is piles of worms where the slur was. You know? The mummy issues is avocado. They seem to love avocado. Ah, they love avocado. They mm. love. It put an avocado shell, even with just a little bit on the shell in and turn it upside down, come back in three or four mm -hmm. days, you have a whole pile of worms in there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So um, when you're feeding them as well, what you do is you'd give them enough to last, or you put it on the surface there, it lasts about two days. And if it's still there after two days, take it away. You don't want to get it moldy and stuff like that. And then just put some new stuff down. That's what I do. Is, is that, was that yeah. correct, Captain? Yeah. Um, you know, you may be right. I, I leave it even when it gets moldy and they right. eventually eat it, you know, because worms in a compost pile outside, you know, that's it's all sorts of mold and all sorts of stuff mm -hmm. growing in it. Mm -hmm. So I leave it and they eat it up. Every now and then I'll find a chunk of something that just didn't get eaten and I'll pull that out. Yeah. They but don't like pumpkin seeds. Do you know that? <laughs> they don't like pumpkin seeds they don't huh. no no they fed them pumpkin seeds and it was like six weeks after and there's still loads of pumpkin seeds in the soil it's like <laughs> yeah. had to sieve out the whole lot take out all the pumpkin seeds because they just weren't throw, liking those throw, throw them in throw them in a food processor or in a blender beforehand mm. there's mm. every seed has lots of good nutrients inside the seed mm. and so it's probably the shell that was too hard for them to bust very through. true very yeah. true yeah because they have tiny mouths don't they they do, they do, but boy, a lot of tiny mouths. And there, uh, somebody asked earlier, what sex are they? And they're not male nor female, right? They're kind of um, in they're the both. middle. Yeah. Right. What's the word? Hermaphroditis. Um, no, yeah, no. I don't think it's hermaphrodite, is it? Yes, that's the word. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so they, 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 uh, they, like a male worm doesn't go looking for a, a beautiful female worm. Uh, he'll take anything. He <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, man. And they just create these cocoons with three to seven eggs in there. It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. watch them grow. Watch them grow. Man alive. And they'll double in population every three months when you take care of them. So say you get 100 worms and then you have 100, then 200, then 400, 800, you know, and plus whatever you've uh, had before that too. Yeah, just keeps going and going. Mm -mm, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how much the, the, one, the ones we have grown. We have a special one we keep inside because, you know, we're in the UK and when I have leaf and stuff that needs to be fed to the worms, I can't take out in the garden. Just sprinkle a shitload of leaf over it because it'd be stinking out there for days. Yeah. And so that gets done specifically in the house. And those worms are the happiest. But we take worms from there and take them outside to the bigger bin and, you know, to uh -huh. the breeding bins as well. And it's crazy how, how quickly they lay more eggs and awesome. just keep on growing. Awesome. Incredible keep stuff. Going, worms. Keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, yeah. well, I'll keep you informed of when it gets bigger. And then when we start up our Mackey's worm soil thing, I don't know. <laughs> there will be too much soon enough because it's not like we want to kill any. And we always want to make sure that we feed them well. So it's inevitable that they're going to double in size again and then double in size again. Yep. Yep. It's yep. crazy. Yeah. I mean, they say at a certain point, you got to move some of these worms out and start mm -hmm. giving them away or putting them. You know, again, I put a lot in my garden. I mean, I, the number of worms that go in my garden, I can't tell you. Mm. And they're not going to make it through the winter, but they're going to be very active in the garden all summer. Yeah. And they're great at aerating soil as well with all that yeah. the tunnels they make. You know, yeah, for sure. They're good all around, man. If you're growing, you should be making a little worm farm there. Yeah. In my if, opinion, of course. So someone uh, asked it. If you guys are, are growing, uh, it is. I challenge anybody. Tell me, is there a better is there a better fertilizer? I, mm -hmm. I don't know of anyone. I really don't. Yeah, same. I think we found it. We we and, are right there. And it's free. You know, yep. free made it in your back garden, and you can just yep. take it up because you get leachate as well, which is the worm piss, which can if you get the right kind of worm farm, you can collect some of this water, and yep. then you can mix that, and it's like you mix it one milliliter per liter of water. Add the air stone to it for 24 hours, like Captain Matt does there. And, you know, maybe a bit of molasses to feed the microbes. And you got some some good-ass fertilizer there for no your plants. No question about it. Yep, no question about it. Crazy how good this is. How do you keep bad bugs out of your worm bin without harming your worms? Good question there, Richard. Yeah, the, 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 biggest, the biggest problem I have is fruit flies. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys have fruit flies in the UK. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the reasons why I, after two days, I take stuff out because the flies, man, the flies. Yeah. So um, I do a number, there are a number of things, but um, I, I use, I bought a box of 500, they're t-shirt bags or plastic bags that have handles on them and they're compressed into this box. And, you know, uh, they probably cost about five cents a piece. Hmm. And I put, I put um, uh, scraps in those bags and open the bag up so that the fruit flies can get into the food. But I set it up on top of the bins in such a way that I can get over there and grab the two handles and shut it real fast, close all the fruit flies in, <laughs> and out and put them, put the, I throw the bag and everything right in the garden. Leave them to suffocate. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But they will fertilize something somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I had, in the winter especially, I have a major issue with them. 
And, um, but I, I whooped it, I got it. I did it for about three weeks and I had no big problem. Nice. Another person recently wrote me and I hesitate to say it because I haven't tried it, but he said sprinkling diametaceous earth mm -hmm. um, on top of your bin will not hurt your worms, but it will kill any insects in there because diametaceous earth is like to insects has razor blades on it. Yeah, it's good for any insects that lay their eggs on the top of the soil. It's good for that. But if it gets wet, it's not as good as it is dry. So it won't okay. work very well if it's wet. And if you breathe that shit in, it's really bad, man. You wear a mask if you're handling the diametaceous earth. It's best to not use it at all, in my opinion. Okay. I, I use it, though. Do you use that, that, it? I, I do use it. I use it um, mainly when the plants are young. I'll, I'll put it on, but I use food grade um, and I'll sprinkle it over the top. And I find for, for things like little seedlings and stuff like that, um, that's when I tend to have the biggest issues with fungus gnats and, mm. and stuff. So if I put that a little bit over the top um, and let it sit in for a day or so without watering it in, because when, the, when they're young, it's not such a big issue to not have them watered on a, on a daily basis. So right. I put it over the top and, you know, within, within a day or so, anything that was in there is gone and it's just the flying ones that get caught on a trap. So, but yeah, it, nice. it works really yeah. well like that. Make sure you're wearing a mask though. Don't, you yes, know, otherwise yes, I'll catch up point. with you in a few years. Yes. Yeah. Don't <laughs> be sprinkling that stuff and breathing it in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd never heard that was, that was a problem. So that's good to hear. Uh, yeah. I'll wear a mask for sure. The best way to get rid of the, I mean, in worm farms, if you keep it at the right temperature and the right uh, moistness, what word am I looking for? Dampness. I don't know. They don't have too much water in there and you shouldn't see too many bugs anyway. What, what you put in there is also important. Like if you put fruit in there for too long, then you might get pot worms that they can get in there. They're a pain in the ass. Yeah. But if you just keep the conditions right, the bugs should stay pretty minimal because you keep it covered as well. You have the uh, black, black plastic sheet over the top and that will stop any of those insects laying their eggs. And if yeah. they do lay their eggs, they're not getting out anywhere. So they just die off anyway. Good, good. Keep it, keep it covered. But yeah, good question, man. Good question. We could, they, that was one of the problems which uh, Mrs. M had with the worm bins initially. After a couple of months, everything was going well. And I think she gave it banana, uh, like not just banana skin, but the inside of banana as well. And that was so much moisture that it, the fruit flies got in, laid loads of eggs, and there was just white eggs all over the worms. Yeah. And it was yeah. killing the worms off as well. The worms are very unhappy. So I had to take all the worms out, clean them, <laughs> and you know, take out any eggs we could find, you know, worm eggs and things oh, like that. Oh my goodness! New, ah. new bedding. It had to got got rid of all of the uh, the soil. Just too many eggs in it, you know, fly eggs and things like that. And then just uh, started again from scratch, yeah. pretty much, but saved the, as many worms as we could. And it's been going better since then. Moisture is important. If you put too much moisture in there, then the other bugs are going to come in and love it too much. Yeah. Yeah, especially continuous worm, continuous flow worm bin, mm -hmm. because it's continuously dropping down and you're putting new fresh bedding on top. Mm -hmm. um, it makes a big difference with uh, with all the um, the bugs yeah. that uh, other than fruit flies. But fruit fly, even fruit flies don't bother it until mm -hmm. I start putting watermelon or other things like that in. Um, yeah. And then the fruit flies start to show up again. Yeah, but it's just too, too much moisture in it. Yeah, that must yeah. be what it is. Yep, yep. Crazy. Use vegetables, man. It's got le less uh, sugary goodness in. No, they don't call them vegetable flies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
so there's some lots of great information there from you, Captain. We really appreciate you coming along and talking to us. Hey, I, I'm so thrilled you guys gave us a call and, and uh, we got to be part of this. This is awesome. Yeah, really man. awesome. Nice. And yeah. I'm sure lots of listeners here have asked some great questions as well from the listeners. And I'm sure they all appreciate you coming along as well. Uh, in, in the chat there, if you're out there, everybody, are you going to start a worm farm now? Is this something you're thinking about? Have we, have we converted you? Have we brought you over to the dark side? <laughs> the, the soil as well, not the soil, the, uh, the worm castings. The gardeners call it black gold. Yeah. Because it's yeah. so mm -hmm. good. You know, this, this stuff is real good for your plants. And as we said, you make it from the scraps from your house. You know, you get a pet to look after, another hobby to do, and which doesn't take a lot of time. It's all really easy. So, And maybe in the future, you can make yourself a business out of it as well. So... There's for sure lots of cool info man i wonder if anybody is going to start business i wonder if they're they're going to be in a few years time earning a mill because you hey. listen to this episode don't, don't forget about captain matt and mackie over here All right. <laughs> <laughs> a million dollars worth of shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah no question about it it's it is a real possibility i have loads of people that said just watching videos, they said, I just started my worm farm. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to do it. So, uh, and I say, and your channel is really good, man. I'm not just saying that's why I contacted you because I, I generally watch your channel or watch we videos that come out. I enjoy the content. So does the wife. You know, we enjoy watching you. are a nice guy putting out good content. And I'm sure your channel is going to do really well. And the information you give out is going out to people who, and it's important for them to hear it as well to yeah, get as many people started as possible. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Right. It's a pleasure, man. Pleasure. Okay. So, where, where can everybody go and find you then, Captain? One more time, let everybody know where they okay. can visit you, what, what they can get from you. They can get your uh, worm castings, right? Yeah. Everything can go right through captainmatsworms.com. Sweet. And, and they can get in touch with me and we'll do everything we can to help them out. Awesome. And of course, your YouTube channel. That's uh, just youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms, right? Well, if you just if you just put in CaptainMatsWorms.com, it goes right into the YouTube. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's also in the description of this video on YouTube as well. So if you click on the description, right. it says they're at Captain Matt's Worms. That will take you directly to the Captain's channel. And you can right. click that and subscribe. Don't forget to ring the bell. So when you, you get notifications when he puts new videos out as well. And right. it's all good content. Monkey, thank you. And Mackie, thank you. And... Bubble Hawk, Bubble Hawk. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Captain. Thank you very much for joining us, really, man. Really good. Really pleasure. enjoyed it. Good, good. Too, well, maybe we can Thanks, get you back Captain. sometime soon. Love to come back. Sweet. Love Fantastic. Okay. Nice. Let's do that. All right. Thanks, Captain. Goodbye. Thanks, Captain. Bye. And there we go, everybody. That was Captain Matt from Captain Matt's Worms. Uh, as I said earlier, you can check out his YouTube channel. Just head over to youtube.com slash Captain Matt's Worms. There's loads of videos over there, lots of great content. And if you already have a worm farm up and running, then why not head over to Percy's and upload some pictures into a thread so we can see your worm farm and how well it's doing. That'd be cool to see. But this is highly recommended. Again, it's a nice environmentally friendly way to get rid of your food scraps. And as a result, you also get some fertilizer for your plants. You can get worm castings or the leech it, you know, the worm piss, which you can use on your plants indoors, outdoors, whatever works best for you. Uh, so, you know, get yourself a worm farm, man. It's all easily acquirable online and it's fun to do. 
So check it out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed the interview. And if you want to know more about Captain Matt, as I said, just head over to his YouTube channel, Captain Matt's Words. So I'll catch you on Friday for the Grow Guides, which is all about mother plants and cuttings. So we'll see you then. Thanks as usual for downloading the show. And don't forget to share the episode with somebody. That would be super sweet. So we'll catch you on Friday. Have a good week, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>